Welcome to episode 44 of Knitting on the Run podcast. Recording on September 4th, 2018. And as always, it's knitting and running in 30 minutes or less. You can find me as Windswept Monique on Ravelry and Instagram and at windswepknits.com and windswepknits on Twitter. Well, summer is finally over, the kids are back in school, and life is finally scheduled again. Yay! This means I should be able to start recording on a regular basis again, which is very exciting. Also means that they're a little bit more organized and entertained and... Ah, yeah. The, the energy, it's not mommy's responsibility now to take all their energy out. They have a few more after-school programs, which is, which is nice. <laughs> but uh, since it's been three weeks, three, four weeks since I recorded last, I have a lot to talk about, so let's dive right in. First off, I've got a couple of FOs. I finished the Dahlia sweater, the sorry, the Dahlia, the Dahlia shawl, I mean, and that is a pattern by Brenda York for Barocco Yarns. It is done, though so the whole shawl was made from stash, the blue body, is Juniper Moon Farms Nev in the Lagoon colorway, which I bought at my local yarn shop that closed a few months back. The red is Cascade Ultra Pima Fine in the Cranberry colorway, held double. And the yellow and green are both Barocco's Modern Cotton in the Dell and Breakers colorways. And also, all oh, the purple detail is some ancient Plymouth Yards Covington that I found tucked in the back corner somewhere, so that worked out. That shawl was beautiful. I wore it a couple weeks ago. We went on vacation, and I wore that around a bunch. I got some lovely compliments. That We even got some family photos taken with me in that shawl. My boys, and they came out adorable. I'll put some photos in the show notes. I was really happy. While that shawl was a lot of gritted teeth and frustration to make, it came out gorgeous, and I am very happy with it now that it's done. <laughs> I also finished my 50-stitch socks, these are knee highs. Those are the ones that I'd mentioned. I, um, let's see, found knots and parts of the striping pattern was completely cockeyed and I had to kind of scramble and figure out what yarn I had left to actually make these socks out of what I had left to make something resembling each other. But they are done. They fit well and they are, it's been way too hot to wear. It's 92 out today. Yes, I know it's September. Yes, I swear. I really do live in New England. No, we're not normally 92 in September up in New England, but it's been nuts up here recently. I also finished some 44-stitch socks for Thing 1. I worked on these while we were on our cruise in Bermuda last week, and I finished them both aboard the ship. He's happy with them. They're a tiny bit too big, which I did on purpose because they are his Christmas gift, or one of his Christmas gifts. I make the boys socks every year for Christmas, so I'm making them a little bit big ahead of time so that they will last through March, maybe into April, depending on our weather. Onto whips. So I started a new 52 stitch sock for me in the Plymouth Diversity yarn in the deep sea colorway, which is aquas and blues, very variety of shades of aquas, turquoise, as well as some sea green and some white and a little bit of navy. Really nice striping colorway. I turned the heel in the first one last night and I started the ankle and the um, the cuff, or started the ankle leading up to the cuff, the leg, in the car today at school drop-off. I started socks for Thing 2 for Christmas. He had previously asked for the deep sea colorway, but after seeing me knit his brother's socks last week in the pizzazz colorway, which is red, white, gray, and a variety of gray tones, he changed his mind, and he wants red socks too. So I've started those. I'm just on the foot of the first sock there. 
stash. I actually have a bunch of stash acquisitions, surprisingly. In Bermuda, I stopped at the Black Pearl Yarn Shop in Hamilton. I'll talk about more about that later. But I picked up one skein of yarn there. I was hauling my little guy around. Um, we were taking the ferry back to the ship a little bit early. He was getting tired while my husband and my older son went out to explore some lighthouses. So when we went to catch the ferry, the yarn shop is right nearby. And I let my son pick out one um, skein of yarn so I could make a hat for him for um, Christmas, you know, winter time. Um, his old hats are getting a little bit small for him. So he picked one skein of Goshen yarn from Valley Yarns in the plum colorway. And I had to burst out laughing because from home, we are a, about a 90-minute drive from Webb's where they have Valley Yarns. Web, Valley Yarns is the store brand from Webb's. And it, they have great yarns. I love them. But we had to sail all the way to Bermuda to buy that skein of yarn. <laughs> we could have driven to the shop and back in the day. But hey, you know what? He's happy. His, his favorite color is purple at the moment. He'll have a gorgeous dark purple hat. It's kind of like an aubergine color, even though it's called plum. He'll, he'll be very happy. This past weekend, I also picked up two skeins of yarn. Two skeins of Ito Yarns Kino, which is 100% silk. And I'm going to use this for the, I think it's pronounced Ishell sweater. That's from the latest issue of Pom Pom Quarterly. If you look at the cover art from the latest issue, it's the one with the dark blue with the yellow phases of the moon on it. So I actually got a gray yarn, so I'm going to do gray moon, the gray moon, kind of almost a silver color. And I have a cotton rayon blend that I'm going to use, which isn't quite as dark. It's a little bit more mid-range blue, and I'm going to make the shawl sweat away from those two. So you'll be hearing about that coming up in the next few months. The last thing I picked up for yarn was a skein of Plymouth Yarns Diversity that my mom picked out at the yarn shop. And that is going to be for her Christmas socks. She wants a warm pair of socks for Christmas because they're are to, be, to wear in the winter in New England. They don't actually live in um, New England. They're Floridians, but they do tend to come back for th either Thanksgiving or Christmas. And she would like a nice warm pair of socks to wear there. And both of those last two purchases are from A Great Yarn, which is a lovely yarn and used bookshop in Chatham, Cape Cod, Massachusetts. And I love it. If you're heading down to Cape Cod, you should definitely check them out. For spinning, so I've been working on a braid of cotton from Hip Strings in the mid-season cliffhanger colorway. This is sort of mid to dark tones. Actually, no, I'd say dark tones of like a pine green and a dark turquoise blue, and there's some raspberry in there. It's really pretty. I took this with me to the Fiber Revival last month, and more on that later. And also in spinning, I learned how to readjust the wheel of my wheel, which I was very excited about. My Lendrum had been making a clacking noise, and I finally figured out that the wheel was bumping against the rocker bar. I'm not sure that's the actual name, but it's, it's what the treadle connectors and footmen both attach to. After some Googling, I learned how to realign the wheel. The wheel, the wheel had just kind of you know, tipped at a slightly different angle. Realigned the wheel, and I also gave it a little bit of cleaning and some oil. And now it sounds beautiful. And there's no more clicking or clacking. I'm very excited about that. Out and about. So two big things to talk about here. Last month, I went to the Fiber Revival at the Spencer Little Farm in Newbury, Massachusetts, that is on the coastline north of Boston. It's about a 90-minute drive from where I live. And even with the rain, it was worth it. I sat under a tent that the organizers had set up and met some lovely ladies and even a couple gentlemen under there. They had good sandwiches. And Ipswich Ale was supposed to actually send over their beer truck, but the windshield wipers died. 
So instead, they sent over some cans of beer that were available for a donation, and I did try one, and it was very good. I, I'm pretty sure I'd never had Ipswich Ale before, but I really liked it. They had vendors there such as Stitched by Jessaloo, Pine Tree Farms, Ma uh, Mad Colors, Bewitching Fiber Co., and Spunky Eclectic. It didn't rain, but like I said, we had the tent, and a few other folks had come with those, you know, 10 by 10 vendor size tents, so lots of people could set up under there with their knitting, their crochet, and their spinning. I brought my wheel in a suitcase, and it did well. I realigned, I learned how to realign the wheel the night before I left, and I did realign the wheel again after I got back just because I had put up with, you know, three hours of driving in the car. I did pick up a few items there. I got a Firefly, Firefly themed project bag from Stitch by Jessaloo. And that's got the Firefly the ship on it. It's got um, Kaylee's dress. It's got brown coats. It, you know, if you're, a if you're a fan of Firefly, you would notice it right away. If you, if you didn't know Firefly, you would be very confused as to what this bag was about. But it, I loved it. I had to come home with it. I also picked up a silk brick from Bewitching Fiber Company. And that is, it's kind of a fluorescent pink. Think of... The color Jasmine of the Knitmore Girls used to have her hair pink, or, or that color. Yeah, it's a little bit darker than Cece Almond from the Greeky Girls color pink. Darker than that shade, but uh, in the, that color family if you're looking for a brightness. And um, this, you know, I'm not really a bright pink kind of girl, but um, this one is, it had a hint of raspberry to it, so it wasn't just pink, and I like the raspberry color more. And um, I thought, you know what, I, I haven't spun silk before, so this is time to give it a try. And I also picked up as an alternative so I could try a couple different kinds of silk and kind of get a feel for it. I picked up some Tussa silk, and that appears to be a roving, or it looks almost like a, what you would call a cotton sliver, but you know, like a, like a thin tube of silk material. So I can try silk prepared in a couple different ways and see how it comes out. And that Tussa silk is in muted light greens and light blues with a cool tone to them. So that was really pretty. Our other out and about, well, last week we took a cruise. We sailed right out of Boston to Bermuda, and it was lovely. We found this cruise several years ago, actually before we had kids, and it's so easy if you live in the New England area. Getting to a Caribbean island usually is, you know, a hop, skip, and a jump. You have to take the plane, and another plane, or take a ship, or take a couple planes and a ship, or a ship and a plane. It's just, you know, it's a, it's a, it takes a long while to get there from here. And the nice thing about this cruise is you drive into Boston, you park right there at the terminal, right on the harbor. You walk right aboard the ship, and you sail to Bermuda. And that's it. It's so easy, especially with little kids. And there were a lot of little kids on board the ship. It's so, so easy. You get a nice vacation. It's a week-long cruise. You've got three days at sea and three days in Bermuda. So you really get to see a lot down there. We had a grand old time. So we've been to Bermuda before a couple times, my husband and I. But this time, the boys were old enough to really go and participate and do more stuff. And they both loved exploring Bermuda. And they also really liked the kids' program on the ship. Uh, my, our youngest was old enough to attend. He just turned three, so he fit the minimum age group. The kids wanted to go into the kids' program every night after supper, so it worked out well for my husband and I. We were able to feed them at the buffet restaurant, drop them off at the kids' program, and then go or have dinner ourselves at one of the nicer restaurants there. And also while in Bermuda, I managed to stop into the Black Pearl Yarn Shop, which is in Hamilton, uh, just for a few minutes. I will put some photos in the show notes so you can see it. If you're ever in Bermuda, it's right near the ferry terminal in Hamilton, just off Front Street. Front Street is named because it's 
right in front. You know, if you're standing on Front Street, you've got the shops behind you, and the harbor is right in front of you. And uh, the Black Pearl is just up the road. It's maybe a five-minute walk from the ferry terminal. It's so easy to get to. Maybe a seven-minute walk from the bus terminal. Definitely should check it out. They had a selection of local hand-dyed yarns, as well as some big-name brands like Cascade, Classic Elite, Malabrigo, that sort of thing. So there was a good selection, and as I said, we came home with a skein of Valley Yard, which is a local yard to us. We had a great time exploring Bermuda, now that the boys are just a tiny bit older. We were able to actually get out and see a lot of the island. So our youngest is three, and we had to... Kind of planned on skipping a bunch of naps, but you know, that's okay. He's, he's getting older, even though he is a big napper. We docked around, oh, was it one or two o'clock in the afternoon, give or take? And there is a beach, a short walk, maybe a 10-minute walk from where the cruise ship docks. So we planned on the first day just walking right there. So we headed over. We bought our bus passes for the next day. Walked over to the snorkel park. And that is probably the, one of the few beaches in Bermuda that you have to pay to use. But it's just so convenient. It's, it's, it's worth it. You know, you don't have to take a bus. It's just right there. So we went in and we were swam around a bit. We brought our snorkel gear. And the boys were not yeah, quite sure about the whole snorkeling thing. But my oldest is young enough to, he kind of gets it. He's almost seven. He doesn't quite, he kind of needs to be held in place, if you know what I mean. But we did a little bit of that and then headed back to the ship for dinner. The next day, we hopped an early ferry all the way out to St. George, which is the exact opposite end of the island. It's about an hour-long sail. We walked around St. George for a little while and then took a bus over to, let's see, it's called Tom Moore's Jungle or Walsingham Nature Preserve or also as the Blue Hole Park. We've seen it listed as all three. Basically, it's an area that was kind of rehabilitated by the Bermuda government to look like where Bermuda used to look like before settlers arrived. There's a whole bunch of trails in there. It's not very big. The whole place is about 12 acres. So if you get lost, you just keep going in any direction, and you'll hit a road, and you'll be fine. It's pretty much surrounded by roads and the ocean. You really can't get lost too badly there. So we hiked through the quote-unquote jungle, and we found some of the caves. Some of the caves you're allowed to explore, and some of them you're not. It's pretty evident uh, which ones you are and you aren't. We even got to go into the caves for a little bit, which they thought was um, the boys thought was just amazing. We kept going on, and we found the Blue Hole, which is a natural... Uh, let's see, around here we'd almost call it a kettle pond, but it's not a kettle pond. It's basically just you know a hollowed-out section where um, salt water trickles in from the ocean during high tide, and it, it kind of goes back into a cave complex behind it. So there's this big open pool of salt water, this gorgeous turquoise blue color, there's fish in there. You do need to wear water shoes, I'd recommend, because there are a bunch of rocks, but in you know in in the water, um, because it's you know it's rocks and it's coral and it's you know it's nature. This is not man-made. This is this is naturally hollowed out. But there's a section where you can that's kind of cleared off. It's about ten feet high. You can go jump in. So my husband and my eldest son went and jumped, and I took the little guy. And we there's a place you can also just you know scramble down the embankment with some care. It's it's you know there's. They've made it easier by laying some cloth down so you're not just walking on slippery rocks. But you can kind of scramble down the bank there and then go swimming in this beautiful pond. I mean, I swear, it's like something out of a Hollywood movie. It was amazing. We had a blast. I would definitely go back there in a heartbeat. The only thing is, it's completely unmarked. And I mean that literally. You come across the causeway from the next island, and there's a little road with a parking lot off to your left, and that's it. 
That's the only way you see it. You keep going and you, you'll come to the, uh, what's it called, the Grotto Bay, I think, Resort Hotel. And just past that is, is the Swizzle Inn and the Crystal Caves. So it's right near all that. It's basically the cave network is connected to the Crystal Caves. It's all connected in there. But this is free. Crystal Caves is lovely. And we've gone twice, but it's a little expensive. And we decided not to go a third time. <laughs> we decided to go explore the outside route of it. And I would definitely recommend it. Just take the bus to um, the Grotto Bay Hotel, walk back towards the causeway, cross to the other side of the street, and walk down that little dirt road. You'll see a parking lot, and just keep going the trails. It's open to the public. It's free. Enjoy. Definitely recommend that for everyone. We had so much fun. And then, like I said, that was the day my son was getting a little tired, so we took him back to the ship for a, a late nap. And then my husband and my older son went off to Gibbs Lighthouse, which I think is the oldest lighthouse in the island, still working. It's it's in the tallest point of the island, and they loved it. They got a great view of all of Bermuda from up there, all the islands that make up the chain of Bermuda. And then the last day, we hopped a bus down to Horseshoe Beach, which is the really, really famous Pink Sand Beach. Now, my husband and I had been there before. When we took the kids to Bermuda a couple of years ago, we didn't head down there. Our youngest was only one. It was just too much it's very crowded down there, and he, back then he needed more naps. So, and this time we all headed down there, and we had a blast. Horseshoe Bay is lovely. It's not like bright, bright pink sand, but it really is a lot pinker than the sand that you'll find around here, and that's because the sand is from coral, not from rocks. And you'll also find that the sand is a lot finer than sand, at least on the eastern coast and the Caribbean. The sand around us is, you know, you know, granite, limestone, you know, pulverized rock, but pulverized coral makes this tiny little fine sand, and my God, it sticks to everything. I thought sand around here was bad. <laughs> but be prepared. You're going to want to hose off. Now, the bathroom's at Horseshoe Beach. There's showers in there, and there's also like a little, you know, knee-height hosing thing outside the bathroom, so you can hose off your feet before you stick your shoes on when you have to leave. So the folks there did plan very well. If you're looking to head to Horseshoe Beach, especially from the Docklands area where the ships dock, you can take, um, they have like a shuttle that'll take a whole bunch of you down like a minibus, and I think it's $7 a person one way. Or if you're going to do a lot more exploring, like what we did, we bought a Bermuda bus and ferry pass. And it's just really handy because I think a one-way trip for more than five zones is about $5 per grown-up or per, yeah, per grown-up. And then, um, so it's a maximum of $5 one way. But then if you're going to be hopping off and on and exploring the island, you're not sure which bus you want or if you want the ferry, just getting the pass for a day or two days or three days just gives you the freedom. It's so much easier. The buses and the ferries are air-conditioned. The staff that run them are so nice if you need help. We found everybody to be really, really helpful and you know, asking you, please tell us when to get off if you don't know the island. They're really great about that. And the buses and ferries are super clean. There's bathrooms on the ferries. So yeah, I, I think I sound like a Bermuda advertisement at this point. But we, we really do love going to Bermuda. And I definitely recommend it. If you have a chance to go, you should totally check it out. Phew, well, it looks like there is time to tack on the running segments that I'd written up two, two or three weeks ago now. So we're going to keep going. Running, I have gotten a couple short runs in since the last time I recorded. You know, nothing really to run home, write home about, but to get a few short runs in this coming week. Uh, my youngest son starts preschool next week, so I will have a little more flexibility in scheduling and being able to run. So fingers crossed, slow and steady, getting back into things. Fitness talk. So I was kind of excited. I realized last month that at the YMCA here that 
I still had some personal training sessions in my account. I'd bought a package of sessions a while back as a Christmas gift to myself and then gotten injured. I think this was two Christmases ago now. I thought I had two or three left, but I was like, you know, it's been a year, you know, it's been almost about a year since I used the last one. You know, maybe they've expired. Well, you know, I had four sessions left and no, they hadn't expired. So I used one. I met with a lovely woman named Kate a few weeks back and I learned a lot. And I wanted to now talk about ways you, that you could use a personal trainer. Now, there's a stereotype, you know, you meet once a week, you know, you wear your gold lame jumpsuit and all this, you know, the crazy stuff you see on Real Housewives of Insert City here. And that's a great way. And you will definitely progress quickly and you'll, you'll learn a lot. But I know it's beyond many budgets, including my own. I could never afford that. So what I'm doing is I'm meeting with Kate once every, you know, four to six weeks or so. So why am I doing this? Well, A, I have four sessions left, but B, it keeps me honest about working out because I will see her again in the next few weeks. Plus, if I hit a plateau or something isn't working for me, I can ask her how to switch up my routine so I keep progressing. I'm only going to do this for a couple of months, you know, just to build a habit. In the past, what I've done is bought a six-pack of training sessions. Usually you get a discount for buying multiples and then used it over, say, you know, eight months or so and then worked out on my own until I started getting sloppy again about working out. And then I would buy another package, you know, maybe another, you know, three, three package or something like that. It helps that I know when the packages go on sale at our YMCA so I can budget in advance and have that money ready, which definitely helps. Many gyms also offer small group training of maybe three to five people that costs a lot less than a per person, a one-on-one -on -one session. You still get a lot more personalized attention than a regular group class. Lastly, there are groups ranging from group classes ranging from boot camps to yoga, and many of these are led by personal trainers who actually have some formal fitness training. Most of these are great, but if you're battling an injury and you're afraid of you know what you should or you shouldn't do, I highly recommend starting with a personal trainer or a small group training, even for just a couple sessions, you know, one, two, three, I'd say probably two or three to get to know someone and they can get to know your body. You'll get someone who's making sure that you are maintaining proper form through the entire range of motion. And this is so important in prevention in preventing future injuries. I can't stress that enough. Proper form is the best way to prevent an injury. Once you know what your body can and cannot do, and you're willing to ignore your ego and take it easy in a group class if necessary and not go, you know, full out balls to the wall, as the old saying goes, then jump into those group classes and have a great time. They are a lot of fun, very rewarding. You'll learn a lot, and you could actually really get quite fit using just some group classes. You don't need to go the personal training route. But if it's something you ever considered, and if you're battling a current injury or a recurring injury, a couple sessions with a personal trainer can really, really make a big difference. I'm going to stop recording now. We've got to head out in a few minutes to go pick up my son at school. And also, my air conditioning is off. I have to turn it off to record. We have some loud window units. It's 92 degrees here in the Boston suburbs, and they've now been off for half an hour while I'm recording. And it's starting to roast a little bit <laughs> in my living room. So I will say goodbye to all of you. Have a great week. Keep those legs and needles moving. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye.